Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. Victory, victory, sweet victory. How long has it been since we've tasted victory? Because I feel good. Welcome to show number 106, Raider Nation, and we are pumped because, yes, we got our first V, our first W, our first VW. We got it down, man. We finally did it. The game went well. The day was beautiful. It was a nice, positive atmosphere in the Coliseum because, well, let me just get into the show and I'll tell you what it's going to be about. On today's show, we have the 12th man. Raider Nation showed up and brought it. We'll talk about the tailgates, the winner of the tickets. We'll talk a little bit about our video and the biggest story of the day, our post-game take. Five stars, one problem child. And Shell's interview comments on his interview. We'll go to our comments forum section, and of course, there's a little uh, tidbits in the news I think the Rainer Nation should uh, get pretty doggone pumped up about right now. And check it out. Hasselback is out three to four weeks with an injured, I think it's a hammy. I think it's a hammy, and it ain't from Miami. So that's good. Hasselback is gone, which would be all the sweeter for our tenacious defense. Also, Roethlisberger out with a concussion. This game questionable against the mauling Raider defense. I just thought I'd bring that to the Raider Nation as some more lifting news. Although said by many that our team has gotten lucky or is still the same. I mean, you hear it from the pontificators. It's not about how good the Raiders were. It was about how bad the cards were. We all knew that was going to come on Raider Nation. We all knew that the media would come out and twist it all up. Not talk too much about the dominant defense. Not give credit to where credit is due on the defensive side of the Raider football. Right now, number one in the past defense. You don't hear that all over ESPN. Well, hell no. There are people who say that I'm paranoid about the media coverage of our Oakland Raiders. I tell you this right now, that it's bullshit. And those guys don't give us the love, and I really don't give a rat's ass if they do, because we here in the Raider Nation know where the love is, and it's in a victory. And I'll tell you right now, it's all about the victory, man. It's all about us celebrating amongst ourselves. I said it before the game that we have to revel and live and love the glory of a victory. And every fan, I think, you know, it's funny on my podcast comment section, every fan was holding, it was like we were holding our tentative breaths, everyone, even at the Coliseum. I felt positive about the victory, but still there was like this this hesitation of, of calm, you know. So, when we came in there, the sold-out crowd of 60,000 people at the Oakland Coliseum, when we rolled in, when the 12th man came into the house, 
We just rocked it down. I'm telling you right now, Raider Nation, I'm so proud right this moment to be a fan because I'll tell you, when I left that game, I said, hee-yah, man. The Raider Nation came, and I'm telling you, it was deafening. It was crazy sound. It was fanatical screaming from every direction. And the crowd, the 12th man showed up so huge. It was incredible. I couldn't believe how loud. We made them take a timeout. I know we messed up their offense a couple times. I know it. I know it. It's, it's totally visible when you're there at the game. You can see what happens. It was crazy. It was crazy. Awesome game to be at. Without a doubt, the Raider Nation, from the beginning to the end, came in huge. I mean huge. And the team, you could tell, man, they were ready to play from the first ball. It was real deal football, and they were going out there to make a doggone statement. That just tells you, man, the Raider Nation on this game was so, so awesome. From the cries in the hallways, the Raiders, it was full, man. It was intense. But I have never, and I've been there for a game or two, folks, I'll tell you right now, There is a rare occasion, and I do remember the AFC playoff game, and there was some serious noise on that game. And this game came right up, maybe even passed it up. I I was blown away at the decibels that the nation was throwing out there. And I was proud, man. It was very, very cool to be a fan this game. Let me talk to you a little bit about the tailgate. We had a great time. Raider Rick showed up. Of course, Tyree, my brother. From the Berkeley Fire Department, he showed up, and um, that's Tyree B. Mills III to everybody. Uh, He is my buddy. Came in together at the Fire Department. Both went through the Recruit Academy together. He's a hell of a guy. Uh, He came in. uh, Of course, we had Tom Stead, the winner of the Cardinals game, and his family, his dad and his brother, and their good friend who was very obnoxious. He fit right in with the crowd wearing his Cal outfit. Uh, he did go to see Cal have victory as well. Uh, he said he's a Gator fan, I think. But, uh, well, you ain't in Gator country now, Patna. And another thing, a quick note, let me just say, there was an article in the Press Democrat written by Lowell Cohn, I believe. Lowell Cohn was his name. Anyways, we haven't had an asshole of the month or an asshole of the week or an asshole of the day, so let's just make this guy a general asshole period. His statement to Warren Sapp after the game victory was, wow, Warren, don't you think 0-16 would have been interesting? In what way interesting? Interesting for you? Interesting for you and your Raider hater buddies to sit around and <laughs> laugh like that? That's what it sounds like. Well, Mr. Conehead, you are the asshole, period. Now, let me just say the Cardinals came in there after almost beating the Bears. We all know that. We know that they could have won this game, possibly. That's one thing that I was kind of af- afraid of. And I was I pointed out that the Raiders, man, they had to play hard, good, hard football, and they did. I'm going to get to the lone negatives right now, right off the top, because I'm going to shoot into the positives. Because the negatives, 
they're obvious, and I'm not going to stay a lot of time on them because we're going to live in this. Tom Walsh disappeared in the second half once again. That's going to hurt us. Tom Walsh disappeared. You have got to nail it into the coffin. I understand our quarterback got hurt. I understand Tuyasa Sopo was a quarterback. They should have tried to move the ball more, I think, than not get stuck with possibly losing. The only thing that saved us in this game, of course, was our defense, which was insanity. Our defense played possessed by some demon of the past. They were insanely swarming like yellow jackets. And I'm telling you, man, I haven't seen this kind of tenacity yet this season. So the negative years, again, I'm not trying to cap on Tom Wallace. I'm just saying you got to make adjustments in the second half so you can continue to score touchdowns and points so that your team does not squander a first quarter, second quarter lead. Anyway, Robert Gallery, the second thing I see, he let three sacks or three heavy penetrations. I think they caused three sacks and maybe a fumble. Very poor execution again by Gallery. Don't know what we're going to do with this guy. Overall played well, but those are crucial mistakes. There were five turnovers in the game, which also lends me to believe that we still have some holes in the floor and we're letting stuff getting through. We need to shore up this this foundation of our team because we're almost there. That being said, of all the negatives, let me dive. No, let me run. Let me sprint to the positives because the positives were insanity on defense. Tenacious does not come up to the deal. If you saw the game, if you got a tape, just rewind and play because the Raiders were all over the freaking field. Our secondary has gone from worst to first because I'll tell you right now, they were rocking. They were all over the wide receivers of the Cardinals. There was nowhere to go. Leinart was looking. All he saw was silver and black. There was nowhere to go. He got a couple passes off, however, but for the most part, they could not throw the ball like Denver. Our defensive secondary, complemented, of course, by the linebacking core that played very good, tough running football. We were not Swiss cheese, which was my fear before this game. We shut down Edron James, who, and I quote after the game, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. Unquote. That was Edron James. I'll tell you right now. Unfrickin' believable defensive football. If we can keep this tenacity going next week, we are 85% into the V column. Because if we can put that kind of pressure on the, the quarterback, whoever it may be, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, cover their receivers, and put up some points, get some points together like we did, we can be victorious for sure. Our offense had great moments. There were great moments where the ball was moving. It was moving fluidly. It was Walter. 13 of 20 third down conversions. Very, very good. And they were great ones. There were 14 yards, 16 yards, 19 yard conversions. Third and 19. Those are from penalties, of course. But we were making them. The cool thing was people were catching balls. We had a lot of drop balls. But we got the victory. But we did have Randy Moss. I believe he dropped two very significant balls. 
Alvis Wooded once again dropped some balls. The dropsies have to cease. If we fit, if we stop dropping passes that were right into our hands, thank you, Andrew Walter, star of the doggone game. One of five, I'll go over him in just a moment. We go and we score 50 points on Sunday. I'll tell you the right, that right now. Looks like Andrew Walter will be the man. There's no doubt in Shell's mind nor in his voice when he says, we're going with Walter next week. No doubt, no second thoughts, no if, ands, buts, or what. Walter will be the man. Okay, let's get into a show right now. Pumped up, Raider Nation. Can you feel it? I know I can feel it because I feel good. I can't tell you how good I feel, but I feel damn good. Okay. Now, there were some people who were saying that the Raiders, the Raiders might not be able to win this game. I knew the Raiders could win this game if they got it together, and they did. Let's go over five stars of the game. Start with number five, Michael Huff. When the Raiders took on Huff, there was a lot of talk about how Liner was going to come back and get us. So here's what happened. Michael Huff was responsible in part, but mainly to the two points. Yes, when we took them in the end zone, in their own end zone for a safety, when we stopped their running back, Marcel Ship. Boom. Booyah. Safety, two points. Michael Huff, two more points that Liner put on the game, on the board, which is what to say his uh, his passing rating was kept at a mere 36.3. Brutal. Brutal. No more talk about Matt Leinert. Um Sean from the Raider Take and I, before the game, he, was, he came back to the tailgate too. It was very cool to see him and Joe, his cousin. And... Um, I know because I forget names left and right. I can't pronounce any of them. Long story short, we talked about the Matt Leinart issue, and it was put to rest in this game. In this very game, Michael Huff showed that he was much more valuable than Matt Leinart, at least in this game. Randy Moss, where he came from, I don't know. Maybe it was after the draft, after the last possibility of trading him, but the six foot four, two 205-pound wideout just blew people away when he connected with the 20-year-old Andrew Walter with a 32-yard strike with eight seconds remaining in the opening quarter to make a touchdown, the only passing touchdown of the game for Walter. Randy Moss dropped. He could have had another one, too, um, right in his hands. Uh, that, that was a shame. There were two more balls that he dropped that he should have gotten, and that was kind of blew me away. People were pretty upset about it. We did end up winning the game. Maybe there's just a little rust on Moss, and he needs to get it out. I think he got a little rust out now. He better be ready to play next week because we ain't kidding. Andrew Walter, second-year quarterback from Arizona State, posted a career-high 263 yards. Hoo-ya! Right in your face, Arizona cards. Walter completed 17 of 30 passes before he exited the game with a hamstring injury in the third quarter. The 24-year-old quarterback for the Oakland Raiders threw an interception deep in the Cardinals' red zone. Bummer, because we were on our way for another doggone touchdown, 
and that was one of the turnovers that really cost us. Walter, however, looked much better on the field than he did on paper. If you look at the stats, they don't show the right thing. We kept the ball a little more than 37 minutes, mainly because uh, in the second or in the third quarter, we put Tuyasa Sopo in and we ran the ball like crazy. Uh, let's see, we had 13 to 20 third down conversions, like I said. And there you go. Here's a surprise name in the star list, Tyrone Poole. Last season's, our defensive backs trailed with just five interceptions. And just seven weeks into the 06 campaign, the unit has already surpassed the total of last year. Tyrone Poole was awesome. He helped with the uh, sack on Leinart. The play before, he went in there and almost sacked him. He got him right like a foot out of the end zone on a blitz. It was a great package. Rob Ryan, man, I got to take my lid off to you, man. You are the bomb. You called a hell of a game. Your defense is insane. I loved it. The whole Raider Nation loved it. Let me go on. Tyrone Poole, 34 years old, but he showed that he was a gamer in the preseason. He continues to show that he is. He's a great guy to to shore up that defensive backcourt. And with everybody working together, you can see what happens for this defense. Great job, Tyrone Poole. He was all over the field. Okay, that was number two. Let's go here to number one, Derek the Sackmaster Burgess. He was a man freaking possessed. He was possessed by the demon of two sacks right in the backfield. Big ones, gnarly ones. Knock you down, make you smell a little bit of the Oakland dirt sacks. He started the season off a little bit slow, but he's right in full stride in this game. You could not stop this guy. He terrorized Leinart. He was knocked him down five times. The Cardinals' offensive line had no answers for Derek, the sackmaster, Burgess. Five tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Unbelievable. Responsible for tipping a ball to the 6'7", 335, Tardell Sands, who took the ball and started to run upfield. I wanted him to make a TD so bad it just hurt. He got upended, but we got the interception. Burgess led the team with five tackles. Free safety, Stewart Swagger recorded just four, his lowest total in the season. But Stewie, Stewie got some great tackles. He did some great jobs. Let me just say, those guys are the stars. We had one guy that wasn't a star, and that, of course, is Robert Gallery. What are you going to do with Robert Gallery? Now, they got Paul McQuiston sitting in the sideline. I don't know if they've played him. I don't know if he's good enough. I don't know what's going on with that offensive line makeup. But Booth seems to be holding his own, doing a great job. And Robert Gallery seems to be the guy that's fading in this offensive line. Is he the best man in the offensive line that we have on our, our roster? they got to bench him for a while. I know he does pretty well. Maybe they're trying to give him a, another chance. However, he let a lot of heat through that line, and it hurt our quarterback to the extent of a hamstring injury. And I don't want to be losing Walter because of a bonehead move by Robert Gallery. So <clears throat> he's my goat for the day, and I'm just going to talk about that right there. G-O-T, goat. <laughs> G-O-A-T. Oh, gosh. I can barely talk. I'm still flipped out because, well, I'm not flipped out. I'm just elated. I'm walking on air. I feel like singing a song, you know, whistling, you know, zippity doo dah. 
Life can be so sweet on the sunny side of the street. We won. Renner Nation, we won a game. First of many now. I think we got it. You know, people say that it's just one game. People say that it's just the Cardinals. I know, I know. But, man, as a fan, you got to have seen the things. you got to see what's happening in your team. And let's just hope that this projects to the next next week. we got to hope that they can do it. We've seen them do it. These are all professional athletes, be it the Cardinals or not. They're at the top of their game. And let's not forget the Cardinals this season were supposed to be the team that's supposed to come out of the heap. Doesn't look like they're coming out of the heap to me. Looks like they're still stuck deep in the heap, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was not about how good the Raiders play, how well the defense played. It was all about how bad the Cardinals play. Typical press coverage by Barrier Media and, of course, the socialists there at ESPN that have no respect for the working man, I will tell you right now, the people's team, the Oakland Raiders. Sean Merriman caught for uh, steroid abuse. No kidding. Do you think Marty had any clue? My guess is that him and Marty were in the bathroom stall shooting up hemorrhoids, I mean steroids, together. It'll come out later this week. Marty will get fired. The team will go in disarray. And once again, the poor San Diego Chargers will implode. Okay, that's my prediction, and I'm sticking to it. Let us see now. What else could there possibly be here for the Raider Nation podcast? Art Shell. Art Shell, in his press conference, said this was for the guys. And you know what? You got to believe that it's for the guys. You got to believe those guys were pumped up for winning a game. You got to believe that they changed a lot of attitudes in the locker room. Don't you believe that on the field this week when they practice, of course they have Wednesday off, which is yet a winning tradition in football. However, they might not. depends on Shell, but I think they probably will get it off. They deserve it. They worked hard. They played well. I don't mind if we lose games myself, as long as our team is playing with 100% as much as they have, giving it all in the field. I do, however, get very pissed off when our team plays half-assed and we get beat by a narrow margin, and we don't even make the point spread, or we do make the point spread but don't beat the team. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, I guess that's just for everyone to ponder for it throughout history, but it doesn't make any doggone sense to me. In Shell's speech also, he seemed to be very confident. He kept referring to, we have to go on to next week. He keeps the same stoic face. You know, He keeps the same stoic, able way. I believe the team is just pumped right now. I believe that we can win this next game. And I will tell you why on the pregame show coming up in a couple days. A reminder, of course, Raider Nation, to check out the Raider Nation video cast. you got to check it out because um, it's the bomb. It's the bomb. You'll dig it. It'll show you all you people out there. All the misplaced Raider Nation that I'm talking to since I started this podcast. All my misplaced Raider brothers out there. Check it out, man. It's the video cast. Video cast that uh, shows you the tailgate and the Oakland Coliseum. What's happening? What there's going on? Feel like you're there. Be there. Check it out. Uh, We try to do the best job we can. I think Randy kicks butt on this thing myself. 
Okay. Now, before I get into the comments section, I want to say one little story I'm going to put in here. I want to talk about the running backs that were there on the field and the one that wasn't. Because I don't know if anybody knows, there's not a whole lot of press about it, but Lamont Jordan did not step one foot past the white line on the sideline during the game against the Cardinals. He did not even go on the field, citing a back injury and a back strain that they got earlier this week that was kind of flaring up there in his warm-up. Lamont Jordan ran back and forth across the doggone field on the sideline all game long. I kept waiting for him to go in, but alas... He never did. So, who took up the the slack? None other than Justin Fargus, who separated his shoulder just last week, and was out there playing like a maniac. He ran like crazy. Who else? Zach Crockett. Where did he come from? I'll never know. Richard Lee. He came out and played good that game. He got our only rushing touchdown. So, now, these three guys came together, combined for 117 yards and one touchdown on 33 carries. Talk about making it up for Lamont Jordan. It was great to see these different backs and their different styles continue to pummel the line of the cards. Justin came in, picked up the slack. It was very cool to see. He just separated his shoulder, man. Uh, Justin Fargus set up the score with a 14-yard one to the Cardinals' two-yard line. A 16-yard run by Crockett set up a Sebastian Chankowski's second-quarter field goal for a 17-0 lead. These guys were going all over the place, and I have to say i got to give these guys a gold star for the way they played as a running back trio. Um, all of them never stopped moving their legs. It was an incredible effort. We did have some major mistakes with the turnovers. Five, man, that hurt us. Without those five turnovers, we would have scored at least two more times, at least one more touchdown, at least one more field goal, for sure, without those five turnovers. That leaves me a lot of hope. So my hat's off to those guys. One more thing, I I told you that John Madden was going to be honored. He was honored at this Coliseum. It was very surreal to see John Madden out on the field and him talking about coming through the tunnel because he said that he never thought that he would ever go through that tunnel again. And just listening to him talk, you know, I love John Madden's voice. I love the way he talks because he talks to you like he's your good buddy and you're sitting right there having a cup of coffee or a beer. John Madden busted out with, I never thought I'd stand in this field and hear this crowd. It almost brought a tear to my eye because I could just imagine how much passion that guy used to have when he was screaming up and down the sideline with his red hair blowing in the wind, talking about the refs, talking to the officials, screaming and yelling. John Madden, always the wild man on the sideline. Seems to be this this time of year, our wild man seems to be Mob Ryan because Mob Ryan is the same type of personality, the screaming, the yelling, the hair flying in the wind. However, this was John Madden's day. He got his ring presented to him there with a lot of his buddies there from the teams that he coached in his tenure with the Oakland Raiders. He said some kind words about the fans. He said about how awesome the fans have been throughout the years and they're still the best fans in football. John Madden's truly a Raider. John Madden will always be a Raider. He did say one thing that's pretty funny too. He said the bus back in Canton, now that they're talking to each other, they're all happy right now because they said John Madden's bust is here in Oakland for a while. 
he says, but he's going back so he can continue to talk to those guys. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty funny. Good to see him. Great to see a man like that honored. And we got a victory nonetheless to kind of put the icing on top. I just say from Raider Nation podcast may not mean much to anybody else, but thank you, John Madden. Thank you for me. Thank you for the wonderful years of football and the commentation on the, the, the TV. It's amazing to me that ESPN on Monday night has three boneheads, sportscasters. I don't know what you want to call them, but the three most boring guys, nice guys, nothing against them. I'm not throwing any bad karma at them, whatever, but they suck. They do not have an entertainment about them. They seem to be sitting there trying to make each other laugh, not providing any things really good to the to the general public. There's no entertainment value in ESPN Monday Night Football. It blows. John Madden, I don't care who you partner that guy up with. It's entertaining. It's funny. You know, he interjects at the right time. He leaves things go at the right time. What happened to those guys? These three idiots on ESPN Monday night, what a joke. John, I'm telling you, they broke the mold, baby, when they made you. Thanks for being here. Stay here as long as you possibly can, baby, because we need to be having you right there in the booth as long as you can do it. Okay, enough of that. I'm getting a little teary-eyed here. Excuse my voice. It's going. So I can't read a whole lot of these comments, but I'll do my very best. Okay, everybody, I'm telling you, people came in big time with a lot lot of cool stuff. I'll start here. Raider Stew comes in. Three minutes and 30 seconds left in the first quarter, and it still rolls in the Coliseum, 14-0. and zero. So here he posted there. Big Arreda Lou in Guam, or on Guam. It must be the island of Guam, I would imagine. The big win. Way to go, Raiders. Great game. We're almost there now. Only 10 more wins, and we'll be at a playoff bound. My Super Bowl prediction, Raiders 14, Bears 13 in overtime. Have a great Raider day, everybody. Right on, man. Thanks for uh, commenting. All you guys, thanks for you commenting. I love reading these things. You guys are funnier than hell. There's more humor on this doggone page than shit anything I could possibly come up with. The assassin comes in, savor it. So that's how it feels to win. There's a lot of comments like this, Raider Nation. We've turned the ball over five times. If we can eliminate the turnovers and stupid mistakes, we can win some games. It ain't the Super Bowl. We have a long way to go, but hopefully it's a start. Cheers, my brothers. There's another Raider fan, man. You know what? That's the victory. That's what happens, man. We got to have those Vs. The fans need those things, man. I know. I was really pumped up for this game. We needed this one big time. Jorge Fernando Lopez Nieto. I love this guy. Where you been, man? Okay, finally. Finally, we can say shut the up. Yeah, there's an F-bomb in there. To all those media creeps who swore that we were going to end the season at 0-16. and That is so freaking true. I know the rest of the season will be hard, but as I listen to the game on the internet, I can only feel happy. Because when it comes down to it, I'll tell you right now, he says things will change for the better. Yeah, 8-8 eight and eight seems impossible. But can you blame me for feeling happy about the first win? Hell no, man. I don't blame you at all. Matter of fact, right back at you, brother. 
Um, everybody has a right to be happy. Let's celebrate tonight, Raider Nation. Yeah, I did. I think everybody else did. You know what? That parking lot took a long time to empty. People came out to the lot, popped a couple of beers, sat down, listened to some music, threw the football around, talked about the victory. That's what it's like, Raider Nation. When we go out the parking lot, there's fireworks. It's happening. Very cool. The Preacher, a message to the haters. For six weeks, we've heard from these geeks. For six weeks, we felt the pain of their lies. They said that we were the worst team in the NFL. We'd go zero for 16. And that's what all the pontificators were saying. The buffoonery, and I'm, this is my words I'm using, of the doggone sports media never ceased to amaze me. 0-16, I knew we would never do 0-16. It wouldn't happen to the Raiders. They even called the Raiders stupid for passing on Lionheart and keeping Walter because he wasn't good enough as an NFL quarterback. Okay, well, let's see what happens. You heard it at work on the radio, on TV, the so-called experts, all the haters and their dialogue. Well, now it's time for the nation to tell them to shut the hell up. Amen. I'm telling you right now. The Raiders has finally stepped up and destroyed the haters' lies by beating the Cards 22-9. We will not go 0-16. By the way, the haters still try to talk. Yes, they talk about how bad the Cardinals were and what bad luck that Liner had. He only got 13 of 32 passes for 203 yards, two interceptions, a QB rating of 36.3. Walter, 17 for 30, 263 yards, one touchdown, one interception, quarterback rating of 83.1. Thank you. Walter truly is the quarterback of the future, I think. So who should we have drafted? Who's better than the QB? Hey, even Tui was a better QB rating than Leinart. By the way, the Raiders outgained the Cardinals 395 yards to 224. Now, I'm not telling you that we're going to win the rest of the games and go to the playoffs or win the Super Bowl. I doubt it. However, for one week, I will say the haters can take their lies, shove them up their collective colons. Enjoy it, my brothers and sisters. Enjoy it. Amen, preacher. Then the preacher comes in with Marty Ball. Yes, we talked about Sean Merriman and his mishap, him and Marty in the bathroom stall, shooting up steroids, hemorrhoids, whatever. Uh, monkey serum or horse scrotum or whatever they got in those doggone things. Uh, They can just shoot each other up, and, you know, that's probably why Marty's looking a little plasticky these days. New York Tommy Raider comes in, finally. Brothers, the streak is over. Finally a win. It wasn't exactly pretty, he says, but I'll take it. Feels great. I was starting to forget what it's like to win. Tom from Michigan, give us some luck. Of course he did. I'm hoping to keep the luck going in three weeks. I can't wait. Well, I hope we can beat the Broncos for you, brother. That would be a great doggone thing to see. Really great. Raider Frank, who was there at the tailgate. Thanks again, Frank. You and your wife are awesome. You're funny. It's fun going to the games. It's fun. Well, you guys can come to the tailgate next game because we're going to be there too. Please come by and have a, a beer with us. Cardinal Bob. Yep, I remember Cardinal Bob. Cardinal Bob was in the crowd. You introduced me to him, and he said that he traveled to every game, not every game, but he's trying to get to every stadium in the country and watch the Cardinals lose a game. 
The guy lives in New Jersey, and he's a longtime Cardinal fan, and he goes he goes to a few road games every season, and he has yet to travel a game and see the Cardinals win, including today. He also said that the Cardinals are the patsies of the winless teams over all the years. So the Cardinals have been everybody's uh, biatch, I guess. It's good to see that streak continue. I'm, I agree with you, Frank. It sure as heck is. Overall, good games. Looks like Walter's starting to get it. Just wish Gallery this week, Cowardly Lion, could block better. I agree, man. Gallery pisses me off. Go Raiders. It's time to knock out the champs or the chumps. Raider Frank. Raider Frank, thanks, man. Let's again. Got to come to the tailgate. It's great having you around. Tomzo. Tomzo. Got to check out his picture on the um, Frapper map because Tomzo's photo is to die for. It's pretty intense, man. Everybody I show that picture to gets a good laugh. Seattle road trip. Greeting Raider Nation. I'm making a trip to Seattle to watch the Raiders stun the Seahawks. He would say Cox. With six other Raider fans from three states, we're looking for Raider Nation tailgaters that will be willing to share in some barbecue space with us. And are there any brothers or sisters in the Northwest who can help fellow Raider Nation members? I think we'll get our third win in Seattle. I think so, too. But here's the deal. you got to contact the Seattle Raiders Boosters, and they're located on the Internet. You can get them. I can pull them up right now. Go to the Booster site on the Raiders uh, homepage and look for Seattle. They should be listed right there. If there's not, just look up any booster because they're very connected, and you'll get the number for sure. No problem, brother. I was going to try to make that game, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. The guys from England that came last year that are actually coming to this year's Denver game, the Crusader Raiders from England, uh, Dave, Keith, and I'm not sure. I think all three of them are coming to that game, so you'll have to hook up with them. Randy, I think, is going to that game, so stay tuned. Randy might be able to work out something where you guys can all be together. Raider Paul, it's about time, yeah. Uh, he goes on. I'm losing my voice right now. Um, starting Fargus, he says, was a great move. He still refused to give any credit for this win to the mayor of Brokeback, Idaho. Flipping <laughs> flapjack into the back to his butt crack. <laughs> ah, he says that he's still a punk. <laughs> he refuses to give... Any credit to the brainless scarecrow mayor of Brokeback, Idaho, flipping flapjack into his butt crack, Tom Walsh. I don't even believe that. That's funny, funny shit. He's still a punk, although after your last discussion on the matter, I will agree changing an OC right now would be a bad move. Look at Arizona today. They changed their uh, offensive coordinator. We showed that we were capable of uh, just beating them down with the defense on the field. He says if we can carry this momentum in the next week, we can give Pittsburgh uh, a hard time. He could win that game. Well, I think we can win that game, Raider Paul. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. I don't doubt it for a second. Uh, Roy's out of Merriman. I, yeah, I know about that. Raider Paul said that. Um, Mike Lowry, Raider 18 PSL, comes in nice. It's about time. <laughs> uh, some people for that, that's all they could do. Tokai Japan Outpost, Robert Moorhead, comes in. What is this strange feeling? I vaguely remember it. It's been almost a year. My pulse is racing. I'm listening intently to the game. What is it? The Raiders get a sack, then a safety? I scream and clap my hands until they hurt. 
I do this while driving down a narrow road <laughs> road in Japan, <laughs> almost swerving to a rice field. I think I remember this. If it's what it feels like when your team dominates and wins a game, I think I used to feel almost the same way every week. The emotion starting on Sunday afternoon and lasting all week. I agree with you, man. Robert, I'm glad you feel that way. The rest of the nation takes a collective sigh of relief. God, this feels good, he says. Sure, we beat a bad team, but we're a bad team. I don't care. For one night, let's just soak it in, and we won, and let's hope that the players are feeling good, and they come out next week and give it to the other guy. Um, Something about winning. You know, something about wearing your colors. Uh, That's very, very cool. Tom Walsh still sucks, as shown by the lack of offensive attack in the second half. But the defense did its job again. Now we're breaking the rest of the bones in the Roethlisberger's face and having his other organs removed from his body. I think we can do that if he plays, Robert. He might not play next week, which is even be better for us, I think. Maybe it would be better if he played. Either way, I think the defense will handle it. He talks on one more thing. Robert talks about Merriman's suspension. It's perfect. And they say that we're full of criminals. Yeah, if that would happen to the Oakland Raiders, it'd be all over the press. Um, a dingo ate my baby. Uh, I want you guys to come in and check out the Raider Nation podcast forum comment section and read this guy's thing. It's pretty good. It's very long. It talks about the quarterback skinning an A. I'll go over it um, very briefly. I think quarterback is an A. I think he did a great job. Running backs, I give him a B because all three of them, they were they were being on time. They were being getting, they were getting points, and they were also getting some yardage. So B for me. Receivers, D. I, they dropped too many balls. I have to give them a C. Offensive line, I'd have to give them a D just for gallery because he blew their whole thing. Defensive line, A, absolutely. Linebackers, A, absolutely. Defensive backs, A+. plus. Special teams, A+. plus. Coaching, I have to give them an A-, minus, maybe even a B, just because we didn't put the dog on, nail in the coffin, we have an off opportunity. And uh, Daniel and Chino comes in, easy, everybody. And he wants, he wants to tell everybody it's not that big a deal. We did beat the worst team in the league, and we have to keep our heads. It was a good win. But it's not like we beat a playoff team. It's not. But it's a start, and I'll take it. And so will you, Daniel and Chino. We'll all take it. Well, Raider Nation, it has been a fabulous victory for the Raiders and the nation itself. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Raider Nation podcast. I want to thank everyone for contributing on the comments forum section and all of you who come by the tailgate, man. Come on by anytime. We're just looking for people to come and eat some food. We make too much food, doggone it. This is Raider Greg. Thanks again. Go Raiders. You guys kicked some ass this week. It's time to do it to the proverbial black and gold next week. I am Raider Greg, and I 